Hello there, everyone. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast where we dive deep into the intricacies of the digital world. Today, we have a highly anticipated episode that ventures into the cryptosphere, focusing on crypto wash trading, direct versus indirect estimation. That's right, Tom. We're going to unravel a research paper that sheds light on the shadowy corners of cryptocurrency trading, specifically as they pertain to NFT markets. Our goal? To make sure even those of you who are new to this won't need a blockchain to hold you together as we decode this. Kicking things off with our introduction, crypto markets are notorious for their Wild West reputation. Regulation lags behind, and one of the shady practices that have come under scrutiny is wash trading. Illegal in traditional markets since 1936, wash trading involves printing artificial market activity, often to manipulate market demand or prices for personal gain. What makes this paper significant is its focus on NFT markets, where the transparency of blockchain allows for a clear detection strategy compared to the opaque practices on centralized crypto exchanges. Moving to the juicy core of our discussion, the paper's authors zeroed in on direct estimation methods. These innovative filters slice through the data, exposing about 30% of NFT volume involved in wash trading. They didn't stop there, though. They also examined common indirect methodology from prior studies, finding that some just do not cut it in the world of NFTs. As for implications, we're looking at a potential game changer. Their comparison of direct versus indirect methods could pave the way for more accurate detection and even influence future regulations. Wrapping up, this study doesn't just add to the existing body of knowledge, it also ignites important discussions on the reliability of indirect methods and opens avenues for improving wash trade detection. I must say, Jen, this has been a riveting voyage into the crypto cosmos. The implications of this paper could resonate well beyond NFTs, possibly affecting the entire financial sector. Agreed, Tom. It's incredible how a direct glimpse into these transactions can reveal so much and potentially reshape our approach to market integrity. So there you have it, folks. From wash trading in crypto to the intricacies of NFT markets, today's episode has certainly been an eye-opener. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. As always, we'll leave you enlightened and eager for our next episode, where we decode more complex topics in an understandable way. If you've enjoyed today's deep dive, remember to hit subscribe. Until next time, keep your mind sharp and curiosity alive. Bye, everyone. Folks, have you ever wondered if those flashy NFT trades are too good to be true? Well, wonder no more. Introducing Scrub-a-Dub NFT, the first ever wash trading detector for all your NFT cleanse needs. Using our patented bubble burst technology, directly derived from the latest research in crypto wash trading, we make sure that your NFT purchase isn't just spinning in the rinse cycle. Afraid of getting soaked in a wash trade? Scrub-a-Dub NFT's grime time indicators light up faster than a duck in a bubble bath. Our squeaky clean scoreboard not only flags questionable trades, but also ranks marketplaces on their wash-free shine. And for all you NFT enthusiasts out there who prefer your art without murky waters, Scrub-a-Dub NFT includes a legit ledger lasso for roping in the cleanest buys on the blockchain. So if you're tired of wading through dirty trades, choose Scrub-a-Dub NFT. We go beyond the blockchain to ensure your next NFT isn't a washout. Disclaimer, may not protect against spontaneous digital ducks. 
Scrub-a-Dub NFT, because even your virtual tokens deserve a good bath. Welcome to our latest episode, everyone. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Thank you for tuning in to our award-winning podcast. Today, we're diving deep into an incredibly relevant and significant topic, discussing the paper, Implementing Sustainable Tourism Practices in Luxury Resorts of Maldives, Sustainability Principles, and Triple Bottom Line Approach. To give you all a brief introduction, the Maldives is a nation that's basically a string of pearls scattered over the Indian Ocean, renowned for its stunning luxury resorts and breathtaking natural beauty. The significance of this paper lies in its exploration of sustainability in a region where tourism is not just a business, but also an integral part of the economy, with impacts that ripple through environmental, social, and economic spheres. In simpler terms, it's all about finding that sweet spot where luxury resorts can thrive while still taking care of nature and contributing positively to local communities. Exactly, Jen. Now let's unpack some of the complex vocab and concepts like sustainability principles and the triple bottom line approach. Sustainability principles are the foundation stones of maintaining and improving environmental, social, and economic elements of tourism. The triple bottom line approach, on the other hand, is like a three-legged stool of sustainability that balances economic growth, social inclusion, and environmental protection. Think of it like this. A resort must be profitable, economic, should improve community life, social, and ensure nature isn't harmed, environmental. Moving into the core of our discussion, the research objectives of this paper are to identify sustainable practices at luxury resorts and analyze the hurdles in implementing these practices. The methodology is quite robust too. It involves surveys and thematic analysis to pull data from different resorts about their sustainability efforts and challenges. And from the findings, we can see resorts in Maldives are incorporating practices like coral restoration, waste management, and energy-efficient operations to align with those 12 sustainable tourism principles. Which sounds great, but the road is a bit bumpy. Challenges range from insufficient waste management infrastructure and resources to educational and stakeholder engagement barriers. That's right. And when we talk about implications and applications, it's clear that these findings have the potential to significantly influence not just Maldives tourism, but potential models for luxury, sustainable tourism globally. Wrapping this up, our conclusions are that Maldives luxury resorts are indeed working towards sustainability, but a more concerted effort involving government, business, and the public is essential to overcome the obstacles in truly achieving it. Jen, I think it's clear that this paper sheds light on the broader relevance of marrying luxury with sustainability, which is not only essential for the Maldives, but for the global hospitality industry at large. Absolutely, Tom. And to our listeners, we hope this episode has provided you with valuable insights into sustainable luxury tourism. Join us next time as we explore another fascinating topic. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like and subscribe for more thought-provoking discussions. Have you ever wanted to sunbathe on a beach that takes your breath away without actually taking the beach's breath away? Introducing Ecolux Maldives, the first luxury resort where the fish are happier to see you than you are to see them. We use sand as pillows. Might be a little crunchy, but hey, it's all about going natural, right?
Our coral reefs are handcrafted by fish with tiny hard hats. It's like underwater construction, but cuter and corallier. Feel good sipping drinks from a coconut because our straws are just, well, more straws. Biodegradable, of course, grown by our resident straw plants. And when you're done relaxing, join our Sustain Olympics where you can race against sea turtles. Spoiler, they win every time. Ecolux Maldives, it's not just a stay, it's a statement. Book your guilt-free getaway today. And remember, even paradise needs a bit of TLC. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we'll dive into an exciting topic. Does ESG and digital transformation affect corporate sustainability? Corporate sustainability is all about creating long-term value while considering how a company operates in the ecological, social, and economic environment. That's right, Tom. Companies today are increasingly judged by their environmental, social, and governance practices, or ESG for short. Digital transformation, on the other hand, involves using technology to radically improve the performance or reach of enterprises. But what's at stake here is whether these ESG activities and digital transformations can actually lead to sustainable corporate growth, especially when moderated by green innovation. Green innovation, listeners, involves developing new processes and products that have environmental benefits. Without further ado, let's start unpacking this intriguing subject for you. Starting with the introduction, corporate sustainability isn't a new concept, but it's been given fresh angles lately, particularly through the lens of ESG activities and digital transformation. What this paper we're discussing does is analyze the actual relationship between ESG, AI-based digital transformation, and corporate sustainability. And the key term here, Jen, is AI-based. It's about how artificial intelligence as a digital technology can lead to innovative, sustainable, and comprehensive business environments. Absolutely, Tom. Companies traditionally measured value and sustainability through quantitative metrics. But with global changes like COVID-19 and climate anomalies, other factors like ESG are pushing to the forefront. This shift means businesses are managing value and sustainability through strategies deeply rooted in ESG alongside using AI-based tech. Into the core of the research paper's objectives, the study sets out to see how ESG and AI-based digital transformation relate to corporate sustainability. They collected data from 359 mobile business platform users and conducted statistical analysis to test their hypotheses. One of the most significant finds is that ESG activities are indeed vital for sustainable corporate growth. Right? And it also highlights the beneficial relationship between AI-driven digital transformation and corporate sustainability. Interestingly though, Tom, the study doesn't verify a positive moderating effect of green innovation, but rather stresses its important importance. Exactly. It points out that while green innovation is crucial for long-term success, it might not always immediately enhance performance. The implications and applications of these findings are profound. This research broadens literature in the field and offers insights for corporate management, and policymakers. It suggests that a company's commitment to eco-friendly operating processes through ESG and digital transformation can actually be a game changer for sustainability. With society increasingly valuing ethical business operations, ESG could become a new arena for business competition. And digital transformation, Jen, allows businesses to identify societal problems and prevent environmental accidents beforehand, 
leading to more sustainable operations. In our conclusion, we've seen that ESG activities and AI-based digital transformation play a notable role in promoting corporate sustainability. Right, Jen. And while green innovation is necessary, it's more of a long-term factor for companies aiming to sustain that growth. To wrap up, this paper is fundamental, not only in providing a strategy, but also in helping us understand its implementation through green innovation, even though its immediate effects may be less apparent. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable insights into how ESG, digital transformation, and green innovation interact with corporate sustainability. As always, we appreciate you tuning in and encourage you to share your thoughts with us. Until next time, keep aiming for a sustainable future. Take care, everyone. And remember, sustainability is not a goal. It's a journey. Hey, listeners. Are you tired of companies that only talk a big game about going green? Introducing ESGnomics the only company you need that's actually tree-hugging their way into the digital age. ESGnomics uses AI to plant trees. Well, not literally, but our AI ensures all operations are greener than a leprechaun's wardrobe. Forget flying cars. Our digital transformation is so advanced, we accidentally emailed ourselves to the future. With ESGnomics, our green innovation isn't just a buzzword, it's a buzz forest. So if you love the planet, but also can't live without the latest tech, together, Choose ESG Nomics, where sustainability and digital transformation share an electric scooter. Beep, beep. Eco awesomeness coming through. ESG Nomics, because innovate responsibly is the new party responsibly. Welcome to today's episode of our podcast. Before we dive into the world of finance, I want to remind our listeners that we'll be tackling some advanced concepts, but in the most intuitive way possible. Absolutely, Tom. Today, we're going to unpack a research paper titled The Two Square Root Laws of Market Impact and the Role of Sophisticated Market Participants, authored by Bruno Bouchard, Matthew Rosenbaum, and Gregoire Szymanski. This fascinating study dives deep into financial markets and the forces at play when large orders are executed. To start off, let's shed light on why this paper is so significant in its field. Market impact refers to how buy and sell orders can influence market prices, a concept crucial for both academics and practitioners in quantitative finance. That's right, Tom. Typically, buy orders tend to push prices up, while sell orders do the opposite. When dealing with large orders, which the paper calls meta-orders, this impact becomes particularly pronounced due to liquidity imbalances. Liquidity, or the ease with which assets can be bought or sold without causing drastic price changes, is a fundamental tenet here. This study examines how the volume and the rate of these large orders, or participation rate, influence market prices. The paper also introduces a sophisticated market participant, someone with exceptional skills in deciphering market dynamics, which could include advanced trading algorithms or traders with access to premium market insights. With this background established, the study addresses two key square root laws. The first law suggests that the market impact during the execution of a meta-order is proportional to the square root of the accumulated traded volume. In simple terms, if you double the size of your order, the impact on the market doesn't double. It increases by a factor that's less than double, typically the square root of two. Exactly. And the second law concerns the participation rate. It proposes that as this rate increases, 
For large enough rates, the market impact is proportional to the square root of that participation rate. But for smaller rates, the impact follows a more linear correlation. As for the methods used, the researchers applied a blend of statistical mechanics and mathematical modeling. They leveraged a tool called the Hawks process, which is a sophisticated statistical method for predicting the sequences of events, particularly useful in financial contexts. Right, Tom. They employed these Hawks processes to craft their market impact model featuring stability conditions known as no arbitrage constraints, which dictate that there can't be a risk-free profit opportunity in a fully efficient market. Their findings reaffirmed the existence of these square root laws under certain market conditions. They concluded that the sophisticated market participant can detect large orders, influencing prices by acting in opposition, thus affecting the liquidity profile and market impact. Speaking of implications, this paper holds significant weight for practitioners. By understanding these market impacts, investors and financial institutions can better strategize their order executions to minimize costs and unintended market effects. To wrap up, their study not only expanded on the existing body of knowledge on market microstructure, but, importantly, provided insights into the shapes and dynamics of market impact. This paves the way for more effective trading strategies and a deeper understanding of market responses to trade orders. And with that, we conclude today's in-depth discussion. We hope our intuitive explanation on this complex topic has illuminated your understanding of market impacts in financial trading. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to tune in for our next episode, where we'll unravel another research study, Turning Heads in the World of Finance. Sound of a bustling stock exchange. Picture this, you're trading on the stock market and you place a hefty order. Instead of the price going haywire, it barely winks. Impossible? Not anymore. Introducing Stealth Trade, the meta-order magician. Our cutting-edge software whispers your trades into the market's ear so gently, it's like a financial butterfly kiss. Buy or sell elephant-sized orders, and the market moves like you're trading peanuts. Thanks to our friends at Market Impact Labs, we harness those square root laws and keep your trades under the radar. Sophisticated market participants? Shh. We are the sophisticated market participant. With Stealth Trade, your orders sail through market waves smoother than a jellyfish on a waterbed. Side effects may include extreme satisfaction, a swollen portfolio, and fits of joy. Don't wait. Trade with Stealth Trade today and see how stealthy your stocks can be. Stealth Trade, because sometimes the best noise is no noise at all. Stealth Trade. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast, where we dive deep into fascinating topics. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we'll be talking about something sweet and sticky, but it's not just any sweet stuff. It's honey. That's right. Our discussion will revolve around a very interesting paper titled The Impact of Sensory Characteristics on the Willingness to Pay for Honey. We found this paper to be remarkable not only because it addresses our love for honey, but because it taps into an intriguing intersection of taste, economics, and psychology. The significance of this paper in its field is immense. First off, the paper hails from the Center for Cognitive Neuroscience at HSE University, Russia, which shows that it's a multi-layered study combining biology, gastronomy, and economics. 
Now, the main scientific concept of this paper is something called Consumers' Willingness to Pay, or WTP. It's a metric used in economics to measure the maximum price a consumer is willing to pay for a certain good or service, like honey. They also use terms like sensory characteristics, which refers to the attributes of honey experienced through our senses, such as taste, smell, and texture. They discuss the Becker-DeGroote-Marshak method too, Tom. This is an auction approach used to determine the value of an item, in this case honey, to an individual. With that background out of the way, let's beeline straight into the core of the paper, shall we? The objective of the research paper was to uncover the role sensory characteristics played in assessing how much consumers were willing to pay for honey and which properties and characteristics encouraged repeated purchases. The methodology here was exquisite. They collected data through a behavioral experiment comprising a pretest questionnaire, blind tasting of honey samples, an in-room test to assess perceived quality, and a closed auction, as you mentioned earlier. They found that the expected taste compared to the actual taste taste intensity, aftertaste, and a tickling sensation in the throat positively affected both the perceived quality and the willingness to pay for honey. But perception of off flavors or added sugars led to a negative impact, which isn't really surprising given that we want our honey to be, well, honey. Now for implications and applications, this study has vast potential. Its findings contribute to a better understanding of consumer behavior. It could lead to beekeepers and honey sellers tweaking their product's sensory characteristics to boost sales and perhaps even influence honey branding and marketing strategies. Absolutely. It also suggests that consumers care about more than just price. They value a sensory experience, which is a valuable piece of info for anyone in the food industry. Finally, let's encapsulate the paper's takeaways. The study emphasizes that taste and natural characteristics are the heroes in the honey buying saga. And personal reflections on the paper have led us to realize the broader importance of food studies like this. It shows a shift in consumer focus towards wellness and sensory experience. What resonates with me is the depth of impact that something as simple as the aftertaste can have on consumers' willingness to pay. It really emphasizes the complexity of human perception and preference. And for me, it's a reminder that the essence of natural products, how they relate to health, and how they're perceived is of paramount importance. The paper is a testament to the ever-evolving relationship between consumers and the foods they eat. Before we wrap up, a quick thank you to the researchers Zarapova J, Chupriyanova K, and their team for their work. And to all our listeners, keep tasting and keep contemplating. Till next time, stay sweet, but stay informed. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Take care and let your curiosity always lead to discovery. Psst. Hey, honey lover. Are you ready for a taste sensation that will have your wallet buzzing with joy? Introducing Sensa Honey, the only honey scientifically proven to zing all your taste senses and tickle your financial fancy. Forget the bland, the grainy, the is-this-just-sugary-syrup doubts. With Sensa Honey's eight-facet flavor extravaganza, your taste buds will dance the waggle dance of happiness. Each jar of Sensa Honey has passed the tickle test. You know that little peppery kick in the throat that says, this, my friend, is the real deal. Whoa, whoa. But what about off flavors and added sugars? Not in our hive. 
we've nixed those nasties to make sure your willingness to pay meets your actual joy to consume. Sensa Honey is the choice for the discerning palate and the budget-savvy brain for when you truly care about the sensory wealth in your mouth and the pennies in your pocket. So buzz down to your local market and demand Sensa Honey, the only honey that's been econo-scientifically certified to please. Flavor's so intense, it's like a bee party in your mouth and everyone's invited. And will it break your bank? Honey, please. With Sensa Honey, you're not just choosing a treat, you're investing in a sensation. Get your jar today. Sensa Honey, where taste and value hug each other like two bees in a pod. Biz biz, cha-ching. <laughs>